Hello and welcome to Life Coaching Comedians. I'm your transformational life coach, Miss Chardet. And I know I may look a little bit different. <laughs> I went on sabbatical and I moved to the Pacific Northwest. And uh, as you know, everything here is legal, so I am feeling groovy. <laughs> I would say I've had such a transformation that your transform transformational life coach has been transformed to be the best transformational life coach you've ever seen. And I'm so excited to have a new client with me today. Please give it up for Christine. And is it Fekete? That's so exotic. You got it. Oh my yeah. goodness. Fekete. Becca tea. It sounds aggressive yet sexy at the same time. Yeah, it kind of sounds like something vulgar, but in Hungarian, right? Mm, are you Hungarian? <laughs> My husband is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get right to it. I was looking over your intake form, Christine, and uh, it says that you married uh, your ex your ex-husband during COVID. So is this the same husband or yeah. is there multiple ex-husbands? Okay. There was just one. We were married for 17 years mm -hmm. and then divorced for nine. Mm -hmm. And then he moved out to California from Tennessee mm -hmm. and we remarried during COVID. Yeah. So my ex-husband was my boyfriend and we were shacking up together and he has conservative Southern Baptist parents and, it was really fun to say that. So now, uh, did you remarry because you were lonely during the quarantine lockdown? Actually, he was living with me during the um, lockdown. So I think it was one of those make or break situations, right? Like the lockdown was for a lot of couples. They were, you know, locked down. And at first, when he said that he could be working from home for a year, my mm -hmm. initial reaction, I will tell you, was to burst into tears. Oh, <laughs> I was used to some space and I had to compromise there, which I think is something you would be a proponent of, right? Yeah. So let me ask you something because, you know, I have many clients that have you know, done those sorts of relationships where, you know, the breakup, get back together, break up, mm -hmm. get back together. I consider them very toxic. But in this situation, uh, you know, you got a whole divorce, nine years, and then got back together. Uh, did you say, would you say that you both learned your lesson and decided to change and were still madly in love together? Or would you say that... Uh, Maybe you made a mistake twice. Oh, well, gosh, it hasn't been. It's just been, what, 13 months since we've been remarried. So I hope mm -hmm. it's not a mistake twice. No, I, we had such an amicable divorce. Um, and you know what? He was 20 when we got married. Oh. And I was I was 23. Oh. And and we have a 20-year-old son. Our youngest is 20. And I can't imagine him being married. But we, um, you know, and this is something we could talk about. Um, we come from very conservative 
backgrounds. And mm-hmm. so we didn't have sex with each other before oh. we got married. Oh. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, I think we just should. What's the language? Um, do we cuss on this? Oh, yeah. honey, you are welcome to, <laughs> you know, express yourself in any way you see you see fit. <laughs> All right, that's good. I know that's healthy, right? To yes, it's very have more healthy. expression. So, especially in hindsight, coming from a conservative background, you got to release that stress out. Can't yeah, yeah. up all the time. Oh well, that's yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> that I went through my cougar years, so. <laughs> Oh, so that's um, what you did while you're divorced. That was what I did part of the time. But what happened was, well, first of all, we have eight children. We have four birth and four adopted children. And wow. we didn't just adopt babies. We adopted older children. So clearly my therapist at that time in my life failed me. Right. Mm, <laughs> no. Mm, now so there was a there was a certain combination of antidepressants and Pinot Grigio that led me to believe I could save the world. Mm. But um, no, we would we would do it again. It's it, it had some challenges, but no regrets. Right? Is that what no you tell regrets. people? Do you tell people to have, not have regrets? I, I not necessarily in that phrase. I don't like to, you know, use cheesy stuff. But I say, look at every situation as an opportunity to learn. You know, there was this famous quote I read one day where it says, uh, no one is your friend nor your enemy, but everyone is your teacher. And it's the same with all of your experiences. It's either a blessing or a lesson or both. Well, I, I agree. Well, that time apart, we learned um, to just shed the whole codependency thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any autonomy. It was, um, you know, even it, to go back to the conservative thing, even in our faith, it was like, okay, same God, and it's got to look like this. And when we renewed our vows, we literally each said, okay, your God and my God, like whatever that looks like. To It doesn't have to fit this box like it oh, had mm-hmm. before. So we've arrived at this great place of autonomy. The things that attracted me to him to begin with in, in the harder years that led up to the divorce were things that I resented him for. And now I've come to appreciate them again. You know, I, yeah. I tend to mm-hmm. be very, as you can tell a little, just Ah, and I am a comedian, right? I'm a performer. Ah. Hey, yeah, ah, and he's 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 a mellow guy. He's a mm. he's a mellow guy. And I used to um, resent, like, if I was had a performance at that time, I was singing more. I was in, and if I came off stage and he wasn't being interactive and working the room, I would resent him for that. But now, mm. you know, I come off the stage at the comedy store and I am on like just totally on. Sometimes I think I'm funnier talking to people after the show than actually the show. But, you know, one time I looked over and he's just sitting in the corner doing his own thing and it didn't phase me at all. And it didn't bother him that I was doing my thing. 
we just, we appreciate each other on another level. Now, in hindsight, if a judge would have just court mandated six months on a dating site instead of granting a divorce, we probably would have come to the same conclusion. <laughs> but, well, you know, we, we got uh... there. That would be uh, that probably help a lot of people. Court mandates on dating sites, uh, Tinder, and especially oh my god, that place is awful. It's Isn't so it? Awful. Are you on there? Are you on oh, there, Michelle? No. Day? Mm, no, I am a very busy woman with lots of lovers. <laughs> oh. Very happy. Well, I love the polyamorous lifestyle. Yeah, really. I do. How's that I working? Do. How's that working for you? It is wonderful. You know, I don't like to tell my clients how old I am, but I'm getting up there. And uh, I've been doing the polyamorous thing for quite some time. And, you know, and uh, I don't encourage it because it's not for everyone. But, you know, I think it's important for single people to explore that on their journey because, uh, you know, you may realize that really it's really only one person that you want to be with. Right. But I, you know what? I understand it. I really do. I think sometimes it takes a village. <laughs> it does take say. a village to satisfy you know. a goddess, I must say. <laughs> there you go. Well, Christine, so you said that you're overwhelmed on your intake form, which leads to depression and anxiety. I mean, I already know that. I'm not sure why you put that there. But uh, I mean, how have you been feeling lately? Have you been feeling overwhelmed with life? Is it the new marriage? Is it the eight kids? Um, it's so funny. When we remarried, people were like, oh, wow, it must be like the second honeymoon. And I said, no, it's like Tuesday. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. It's just, mm -hmm. we've known each other for over 30 years. So it's just, and we were never not in each other's lives with all those children. Mm -hmm. We stayed partners, stayed parenting um, together. And he always had my back, was always there for me. Um, you mentioned toxic relationship. Our dynamic was never toxic, but during our time apart, I got into a toxic relationship for, Ooh. well, together for six years. Um, well, that breakup back together thing, um, the breakups were never long. Um, yeah, but well, dramatic. You know, it's always the toxic one that says the relationship wasn't toxic. So <gasps> really? Yes. I mean, in my, you know, in my field of expertise and in my years of helping people like you, and it's just an observation. I'm not saying that you're toxic, but I mean, earlier you were talking about how you used to be so angry that, you know, your husband wanted to work the room, so to speak, after you got off on stage. And it seems like maybe at that point, I know you've changed, but maybe at that point in your life, you wanted your husband to be more like you. Would you say I'm right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no question that... Um... I projected onto him. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a really good observation. Yeah, mm -hmm. that we think, right, that mm -hmm. our way is 
the best way, the right way. Gosh, now, oh, I mean, can you? You're I seeing even things imagine. in a different light, right? And then yeah. after your divorce, you're like, oh, you know, it was just a mutual understanding. Everything's fine. You know, we parted ways. Everything's all good. We're still friends. And then you attract a new person into your life who is the mirror of you and who is toxic. Tell me more about this toxic relationship that you had during your divorcee time. Well, tell, tell me what you think about this, because I heard one time somebody say, you know, broken people attract broken people. Mm -hmm. Right. What's what's mm -hmm. your take on that? Well, everyone that comes into your life is a reflection of you in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, have you ever just seen someone or met someone, maybe a co-worker or maybe a fellow comedian, and there's just something about them that bothered you so much? Usually it's a reflection of yourself, maybe not necessarily directly. It could be indirectly or it could be something that you used to do that bothers you. Everything is a reflection of you. Yeah, I can, I can see that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, I can definitely see that. Yeah, in a lot of situations, you encounter people and, um, or I encounter people, and I think, oh, she's, I don't know, so beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. She's so intelligent. She's mm -hmm. so funny. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay. And no. we do that too. I mean, we do that too. We gawk at other people and their, you know, their brains, their beauty, their outgoingness. And everyone likes greatness, right? Everyone wants to be around greatness. Everyone wants to watch greatness. That's why they're celebrities and why people worship celebrities. But if everyone just kind of took a second to look within mm. and find their own beauty, brains, and greatness, you know, a yeah. little self-worship, yeah. a little self-praise. Which I've come a long ways in doing, yeah. you know, the whole self-care cliche, right? Well, I, I must say, you look absolutely fabulous. I remember when I mm. saw you about three years ago and you look like a completely different person. You definitely found your greatness. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, here's something I don't know if you knew, but I actually, um, maybe, oh gosh, 14 months ago, I'm, I quit drinking completely. Oh, good. For um, you. and that was really transformative. You know what? That is one of the things that led to me wa uh, wanting to remarry. Um, mm -hmm. Because in my marriage, I got caught up in this, you know, the grass is greener syndrome, right? Or, mm -hmm. uh, or the problems that we were having. Um, I, I did a lot of what I call like blame shifting, mm -hmm. right? I, I was mm -hmm. just put and and he did have his shit. I mean, he did, I'm not going to, you know, own things that aren't mine. I mean, there are there are a lot of issues that he had. And we both I think used alcohol to just numb out a bit. And so we weren't really present to lean into the pain, as they say, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. work through it. It was about avoidance and escapism. And the escapism in my mind transferred into oh, another relationship, another person 
will make me happy. And I will mm -hmm. tell you, obviously, there are abusive, toxic, dangerous relationships that people just need to get the hell out of um, for everybody's sake. Ours really was not one of those. Um, we, we were just numb and tuned out because we were in survival mode. Eight kids is a lot. Oh, yes. It is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And four of those were a choice, a real choice. You know, the other ones could have been a choice as well. But sometimes it's a whoopsie, you know. Oh, but, yeah. We were, we were kind of like, well, we'll just let's just go with it. I, you know, seriously, at one time I thought I've got too many control issues to be on birth control. Let's just let's just see how it goes. I would not necessarily recommend that. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. not it. That's not advice to anyone with control issues, but yeah, absolutely. just find a good therapist or watch so here. Tell me, tell me more about your uh, sobriety journey. I imagine you said it's been 14 months now. You know what? Uh, April 26th in 2020. Okay. So oh, wow. Jennifer, okay. Much, yeah, so much yeah. for more, more than that. Um, but yeah, I you know what happened is that I realized I that some patterns were starting up again. I had not been a big drinker. I was really never a huge drinker in the course of the toxic relationship that increased um to you know, I didn't want another failed relationship. I was embarrassed by some things that happened. I'm big believer in redemption stories. I'm like, God, if we can push through this, then it'll mm -hmm. be this happy ending. And I should have just booked. But instead, I um, discovered uh, vodka cranberry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I inadvertently discovered that mixing uh, vodka and Xanax causes blackouts. Mm, yes, did, did not did not know that. And uh, that there's this thing called Ambien and mm -hmm, that I just mm -hmm. started medicating my way through it. So I had stopped Xanax and Ambien for years, uh, mm -hmm. but then COVID came around and there was a lot of political tension. And, it, you know, I just had to call into my doctor and say, you know, hey, it's stressful. Maybe I need some Xanax and Ambien. And they're like, sure, what's your you know, pharmacy, where, where do you want this to go? And I started drinking more, you know, a glass of wine turned into a bottle of wine and I didn't have anywhere to be the next day. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, there was just time to kill. Um, and so I would start to take a Xanax or a Xanax and an Ambien, a Xanax, Ambien and wine. And I think one night I took you know, the wine and maybe two Xanax and an Ambien. And I just thought, what am I doing? Because I have been happy. You know, um, you've talked to comedians. We have our shit, but we generally oh, yeah. love what we do, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and you know, you, those, yeah. uh, those Ambien's and those Xanax, you know, they, you know, it's crazy. I, uh, I had a client, um, back a long time ago that got a DUI 
not for drinking, but for taking an Ambien. And it was a prescribed. He wasn't, he wasn't abusing it. It was prescribed by his doctor for his um, anxiety that he was having um, at nighttime, insomnia. His very first day taking an Ambien, woke up when and his boxers had driven into his neighbor's house. Oh, doesn't wow. remember a thing, you know, and he still had to, uh, you know, he had to take, you know, he got a DUI, he had to do his time, he had to do the classes and all of that simply for taking a medication his doctor prescribed to him. And he was asleep in his bed. I mean, he wasn't out. No, like on he the went town he and took it and he went to bed. To bed. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know that's big pharma for you, folks. <laughs> I yeah, it's 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 too easy to to get that stuff. And uh, um, I was a year and a half into comedy. Actually, that's not true. I was just getting ready to do a one year anniversary show at the comedy store, oh, and it was just a week before or two weeks before everything shut down because my last show was at Flappers. The next day, everything shut down. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And there's a joke in there about bringing down the house or something, but I just let it go. Oh, well. um, so I, yeah, one year anniversary, things were going great. You know, I didn't start comedy till I was 50 and, but had a lot of material to bring just real, mm -hmm. real life stories. I, I remember, um, did we did we meet in Portland? Is that yes, yeah, was yes, Portland we did. It. Yeah. yeah, and I came off stage, and somebody said, "Oh, that was great, but none of that was real, right? None of that was real. You don't really have eight kids, and you didn't really drive your car into a house, and you, you know, all that." And I said, "No, that was that was real. That mm -hmm. was that was all true." So sometimes you just gotta tell the truth and it's funnier than yeah and you know there's someone out there that will find it relatable believe it or not everyone's lives are different you know well I've had women say to me um I've always wanted to do that <laughs> you know drive drive my car into how some men too and yeah. but but they're like okay because then it goes into material about being arrested and being in jail and they're like oh okay, yeah so now I now I see that through I see that yeah. the picture through in your eyes and they can live vicariously. Don't have to do it themselves. They can live vicariously through Christine. Yes, they can. Yeah, She's had such sorry. a wild life. No, you're don't even apologize. You are absolutely fabulous. <laughs> so uh, have, I mean, have you been feeling overwhelmed lately? You seem pretty level headed. Um, do I seem that way? <laughs> Yeah, I'm also an actor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm also an actor. Um, okay. And, you know, I'm a little on right now, right? Mm -hmm, Camera. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. I'll do these online um, AA meetings or, and, I, you know, I'm very sincere, very real. That's what those meetings are for, but it's also mm -hmm. a camera. And so it's hard not to, I mean, a lot of the work I've done in the past is TV work and what, so I'm used to like, 
the camera and they're like, Chris, you're supposed to share, like, not necessarily like you're doing a talk show, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah. share from the heart. Um, was there a question in there? I just, well, I was asking if you've been feeling overwhelmed lately. Uh, um, I'll tell you what the youngest I mentioned this earlier is 20 and he lives with Doug and I, and he starts uh, New York Film Academy in January, oh, wow. which wow. we're excited about. Um, so now I'm entering this stage of no child is dependent mm -hmm. on me. Mm -hmm. And I do, I have all these things I want to do and opportunities presenting themselves um, that kind of though go in different directions. It's entertainment. Oh, don't tell me you're thinking creative. about getting another divorce, Christine. No, oh, no. Okay. He's so supportive. He's so supportive. Oh, my cat. Can you hear my cat? I love pussies. Let me see your pussy. <laughs> you know, I went through that phase too. Oh, so. you did. Okay. Okay. Um, here, cat. Hold on. <gasps> Oh my goodness, look. look at that. Oh, fluffy, fluffy pussy. Oh, adorable. Oh, really? Okay. Is that a, is How, that like a um what are they called? Persian? Persian? I don't know, but that face just cracks me oh, up. Oh, so adorable. That cracks me up. So, I am a little overwhelmed because um you know, there's just, there are choices to be made. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden there's time, but here's where I could use your input. I'm almost self-sabotaging in a way by mm. distracting myself by still caring for other people, mm -hmm. you know, because for so many years it was the mom thing, right? The caregiver mm -hmm. thing. And in the last few years, I've learned a lot about self-care, but I have some time now. Not really. I should be writing. Like there's things I should, should. I don't like the word should. There's things shoulda, I have the. Woulda, coulda. Yeah. There are things yeah. you need to consider, your priorities. You need to reprioritize your life. Yeah. And I'm starting to realize that I have filled the kids space with other people that have needs and care. Mm -hmm. And I need to rein that in and focus on me mm -hmm. because the other thing that crosses my mind and, you know, you mentioned not talking about your age, but like I'm, I'm 53 and they're, you know, I'm in the the second half of this game, you know, a little further than that. Um, I mean, my grandfather lived to be 103, but. Oh, wow. So I don't know if I'll, I probably won't make it to 106, but. Never so there's, never. yeah, there's an awareness of time. Mm -hmm. And I want to make the most of what I have. 
do it, honey. Stop talking yes. about it and do it. You know, you I have know. all these amazing opportunities. Prioritize them from the ones that you feel you should act on now to ones that can maybe wait by the wayside and tell everyone else to fuck off. I mean, come <laughs> on. These are grown right. that can take care of themselves. So just fuck give me a prescription. Just, you know, I'm going to give you a prescription of fuck off with a whole dose of love. That's what I need. That would be very, very helpful. That would be very helpful. Yeah, but definitely you know. one of the priorities was getting Doug, my husband's name is Doug, um, mm -hmm. back because he makes me better. He does. He balances oh, me. Oh, that's so cute. Doug has a better. patty mayonnaise. A what? A patty mayonnaise. You, you look like a grown-up patty mayonnaise. I don't know what that is. You've never seen the cartoon Doug. It was only a 90s iconic cartoon on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. but I didn't know the counterpart. Patty Mandes was a was a hot blonde that he was just heartthrob really all the time. Yes. Well, yeah, he does. Well, yeah. No, that's good. We're at, we're yeah. at a good place because well, we know good. ourselves now. We know yeah. ourselves, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. this whole "you complete me" thing. What mm -hmm. the hell is that? That's just uh, two ticks sucking the life out of each other, right? Oh, two yeah, ticks, absolutely. but no dog. Just sucking yeah. the life out of each other. Yeah. And you compliment so, me. You compliment me is what it should. They just, they, they hmm. chose the wrong C word, you know, it's compliment, not complete. Just a couple yeah. letters off. So is that how it works in a polyamorous? Like you just all compliment each other? Oh yeah. You know, I mean, you know, there's, you know, everyone has a, their purpose, you know, um, I know I serve my purposes in life. <laughs> you do? I want to know what your purposes are in that relationship. Oh, right. Well, well, my relationships, you know, I most most of my lovers are previous clients. Uh, <laughs> you know, of course, after they finish. Oh, really? Therapy, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Can I so yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've, you know. They're not all males, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they come and go as they please. And I have one uh, particular that's been in my life for a very long time. And, and, you know, and that's my number one. So, so uh, you know, life there is good, go. Christine. Life is good. 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 Well, yeah. you look great too. Well, thank you, darling. Well, thank you. So, um, you know, if people want to check you out, what is your um, social media? It's all under my name, just Christine Feckety. My Instagram, Christine Feckety. My uh, Facebook, which is public, is uh, Christine Knapp Feckety. But if you put in Christine Feckety, there's only so much, so many of us, right? Oh, of um, so yeah, that's it. I I gave up the Twitter thing. I think I still have an account, but oh, that was you just know, exhausting. I, I'm upset that I uh, gave up my Twitter. I was an original Twitter user when it first came out back in 2009, really? and oh. um, I actually had it as just my first name. 
Um, and I deleted it and now some other lady has it, but I, I would say as a comedian, as a writer, you know, it's, you know, Twitter is a weird hallway where you just throw down a spit wad and you see if it sticks and, you know, it's a good place to, it's a, it's a, it's a, I call it a poor man's copyright. You know, it's a good way to (laughs) copy your material. Yes. Yeah, that's what I feel about YouTube and and Instagram as well. And the thing that I loved about Twitter is that I would follow my favorite comedians, right? And I would get the the notification instantly. Um, And you you catch on pretty quick who does their own Twitter and who has, you know, writers who do whatever. But Mm -hmm. most of the comedians do their own. And so they would throw out something funny and I would try to get right back you know, with something funny or clever. And oh, the yeah. whole goal was just to get them to like it. You know, if they did the little check mark, you know, or whatever it's they fun. do, the it's fun. thumbs I don't up, think you whatever. Give up on Twitter. I don't think you should give up on Twitter. Just, you know, every once in a while you might have tweeters block and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Well, there was a couple times Twitter blocked me. So oh, oh well, I was like, okay, you naughty. can't call. Was, was that like, you during can't... your cougar phase, Christine? Well, um, it, it involved me uh, calling the former first lady a, a C word. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can't do that. You were Have you seen her? His? Oh, no. Oh. No. The former. Mm. The former. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, Whatever. Christine, it has been an absolute pleasure and you're welcome to come back anytime you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah. you know, don't get an Ambien, don't get a Xanax, just get a little bit of life coaching comedians in your life. And for all of you out there, uh, you know, if you'd like to get in touch with Christine, hit her up and uh, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell and be enlightened with me and all of my amazing Oh, clients. I do. Forgive me, forgive me for interrupting. I do have a special on YouTube that went uh, oh. from the hometown show. It's called What the Feckity. So What oh, the Feckity. What the so, but, the, but the YouTube channel is just under my name, Christine Feckity. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Well, we'll but, go um, ahead. We'll put a link in the description. Uh, Christine, send that to you. We'll put a link in the subscription. You can check out her comedy special. That's awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Make sure that you practice your yoga daily, drink lots of water, and don't forget to do your breathing exercises whenever you're feeling a little anxious. Okay. All righty. Namaste.